And then one of my friends who I was talking about, like with a, about a book I just read, she sent me a link to a TikTok about it. And I just went down this rabbit hole of exploring like different like hashtags and like all of these videos. And so I was just lurking on book talk for like a couple months. And I was like, this is so interesting. Like, I never would have expected it. This is the 14th episode of Try Reading. On this summer day, I am joined by Caroline Chen, otherwise known as Books with Caro on Instagram and TikTok. Caroline has a rising 43.3 thousand followers on TikTok and 1.2 thousand followers on Instagram. Caroline is known for her colorful book photos on Instagram and her awesome book recommendations on TikTok and Instagram for any genre or trope. She has a continuous love for books, a superb personality, and I've gotten so many wonderful recommendations from their diverse palette of great books. Caroline also runs a blog to document their life to look back on. It is called Mismatched Memories. The blog is a mishmash of food, music, photography, lifestyle, health, and of course books, or any other content Caroline feels like posting, hence the name Mismatched Memories. All of the photos and content are taken by them. Caroline is the perfect person to talk books, reading, and the inner workings of book talk, and I'm so lucky to have her on the podcast. How are you, Caroline? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I am so excited to have you on the podcast, and it's we've talked for a little while, so now I'm excited to finally be interviewing you. I always start the podcast out with a question, as the listeners will know, as what is your current read? And I know you're probably currently reading something, but even if you recently read something that you'd like to shout out, feel free to share. Ooh, okay. I feel like since it's summer, I have a lot of time, so I'm reading a bunch of different things. Um, Two that I can name off the top of my head. One is Book Lovers by Emily Henry, which is for, for sure one of like my most anticipated releases of the year, so I'm so excited to finally get to it. And then the other one... Um, is TJ Power Has Something to Prove by Justine Cardeo. And it's this like, sort of, it's this book about a girl who does debate. It talks about kind of like body image and, you know, like modern beauty culture, specifically around like hair, facial hair and things like that. Um, And like the beauty standards that women are upheld to. Um, And I've been really loving it so far. And I love the main character. That's so cool. I haven't heard of that, but that sounds really good. Yeah, um, it's, I think it came out at the end of June, I think, or like super recently. So it's definitely, definitely one to keep your eye on. Yeah, I know book lovers is everywhere and everyone has loved that. I have yet to read it, but I know I've gotten, a lot of people have said I should read it and they really liked it. So I yeah. think I'll have to take that hint. Mm-hmm. Um I am currently reading an arc that I got from someone on the fourth episode of this podcast. He is in the book world and he kindly gifted a few arcs to me. And one of them that I'm currently reading is called The The Witchery by S. Isabel. Mm. And it comes out, I think, July 26th, if I'm correct. And it's a YA fantasy. It's her debut novel. And it involves, um, it's at like an academic school for witches. And every year there's these sort of pack of wolves, werewolf type people that will come and hunt all the witches in the area. And so they have to work together with a specific group of witches to stop this from happening every year. And it sounds really interesting. I'm only at the very beginning, but 
I'm intrigued and there's a lot of different POVs in the chapters. I think there's like five or six maybe. So it will be interesting to see, you know, how she keeps all of them. And But um, I'm excited to read that. And so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, so I guess my first official question for you is what got you into books and reading? Um, I will say I've always been a bit of a reader. Like ever since I was younger, um, reading has been something that I've really liked. But in terms of like the books that I read now and like YA, adult fiction, things like that, I really got into reading when I was in middle school because of one of my friends. Um, she is great influence and convinced me to pick up Legend by Marie Lu. And so I feel like that is the book that was kind of like a cornerstone for me and really kind of sucked me into the world of reading and, and I've never really looked back. Well, that's wonderful. Was there a specific book that you grew up loving, whether it was middle school or even younger? Um, well, in middle school, or I guess even now, my favorite book was Legend by Marie Lu. But I think even before that, there's a book called Dove Arising by Karen Bell. And it's this sci-fi about when society like moves to the moon and there's a colony on the moon. And she's like training to be this like space cadet, basically. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. It was really fun to read. And it was also like one of the first times I had read like a middle grade or like YA novel with an Asian American or I guess Asian um, because they're not, they're not on earth, they're on the moon, but Asian main character. Um, and I really saw myself in the main character. Her name is Fate. And also I really admire Karen Bell. I think she was, she was such an inspiration just because she also got started really young. She wrote this book when she was in like high school or something like that. So she's super inspirational to me. I love the book um, and it's a series. So would definitely recommend. Yeah, I, I know legend. I love Maria and her <laughs> books, um, but I have not heard of that other series and that sounds really good. And so I'll have to check that out. Well, when you were reading and you know once your love really grew for books in middle school was there someone whether it was a family member or maybe a specific author that really kept your love for books going or something that you know showed you yeah you know I want to keep reading um well obviously Marie Lu I think that I've loved her for years now and will continue to love her um to love her books um, I've met her a couple times and she's the most wonderful soul, wonderful soul. I like, I love being able to talk to her and like ask her questions. Um, but also I think that um, another author is Sabata here, the author of like An Ember in the Ashes, that series. Um, I think that An Ember in the Ashes was one of the books that really kept my love for reading going, um, especially during like the early part of high school I remember like I I got really busy and I was like mm, I don't know like I haven't like read a book in a while but then I picked up and I'm in the ashes and like I like was so like enraptured by it I thought like the world building was so captivating and the action was so compelling and 
her books really like kept me going at that point. Um, and so I really, really enjoyed them. Well, those are both two very amazing authors. So yeah, that definitely makes sense. And they're very inspirational. Yeah. Well, around March of 2021, there was an article in the New York Times that was published and written by Elizabeth A. Harris. And it was around the time that book talk really started trending and you kind of saw it everywhere. And Elizabeth wrote that We Were Liars, which came out in 2014, was a very popular book around that time. But then when the book's author E. Lockhart saw it go back on the New York Times bestseller list in 2021, she had no idea what was happening. She was delighted and confused. And she asked her children what had happened and what, you know, maybe what was going on. And they told her that book talk was the reason for it. And TikTok, which was an app serving as a, you know, and for short videos on dancing, food tutorials, all of that, fashion tips, funny skits. It's not really a place that people would have expected for book buzz, but videos that were noticed that were made mostly by women in their teens and 20s came to dominate this growing niche under the hashtag, hashtag book talk, where users would recommend books, record time lapses of themselves reading, or sob openly into the camera after an emotionally destroying book. And um, these book videos started to sell a lot of the books, and many of the creators were surprised just as anyone else. And the article then goes on to talk about other book talk creators and around March of 2021, how it became more and more popular, but it was formed by a few people. And now you look at all these amazing content creators on there and how, what a cool place it is and how many book recommendations people get on a daily basis. And this whole entirely new side of TikTok emerged. So for you, when did you discover book talk? Ooh, I actually remember reading that New York Times article. I thought it was really interesting. But I first found out about TikTok, I think it was like November of 2020. And I'd actually, so I had been on TikTok in like, I want, I want to say like 2019. But then um, school year started and I was like, I spend way too much time like doom scrolling on this app. So I deleted it. Um, but when I was there, it was just like, dance videos and all of that and then one of my friends who I was talking about like with a, about a book I just read she sent me a link to a TikTok about it and I just went down this rabbit hole of exploring like different like hashtags and like all of these videos and so I was just lurking on book talk for like a couple months and I was like this is so interesting like, I never would have expected it and like it's like all of these videos are like super like lighthearted like talking about all of these books that people love and they're like crying over these books that they love but also seeing that impact on actual like book sales and publishing is so so kind of like surreal yeah it's become a really another great way for authors to send their books to other readers and get their book you know known and more talked about yeah but you really saw it way back in the beginning before even before it became what it is now. Well, what, when did you decide to start creating videos? I started creating videos um, in January of 2021, like right at the beginning of January. It was like, a, I had been, I had been a lurker for so long. It felt like it was 
my time to give it a shot. And I was thinking about it for a little bit, but then it was like a new year, new me kind of thing. It was the beginning of the year. It felt like a good opportunity for me to start creating videos. Um, and yeah, I just like, I just started creating videos about like books that I liked and didn't really think much of it. And then things kind of, kind of took off and now we're here like a year and a half <laughs> later, which is so weird to think about. It must be so crazy. And I can't even imagine, but you know, you started out with, you know, you started with zero followers and now 43.3 thousand. That's just crazy. Well, for you, what really, what really drew you in to book talker? What made you really want to start creating videos? Um, I think that it's a variety of reasons. I think the kind of, uh, jumping off point, like one of the main motivators for me was the fact that I didn't really have many people to talk about, about books. Like I had a few friends, but really a lot of the books that I really loved and I was really passionate about, um, and that really like inspired me. I didn't really have a place to kind of talk to anyone about them. And so it was just kind of like me reading on my own and that it was like, I enjoyed it, but I felt like being able to share my thoughts and like books that I loved and that inspire me was something that I really wanted to do. And I thought it would be like even more enjoyable. And another layer to that is the fact that um, I felt like I could help bring a voice to some of the books that I want, I not only loved, but like have good representation that I felt represented in and to be able to bring a greater audience and platform to those books, I felt like this was a really good chance for me to do that. Well, I love that. And I'm so glad that it's been so successful and it is a great place to find other people with a very similar shared interest, lots of people. Well, now that you've been on Book Talk for some time, what is the community like for you as a content creator? Ooh, the community has actually been like really, really great. I've made a lot of good friends um, and, you know, been involved in a lot of projects I really would never have imagined that I'd be like be able to do. Um, and it's just been really, really inspiring. It's been a great experience. It's helped me grow a lot, just seeing all of these different perspectives. And of course, it's made me love reading even more, just seeing not only like, all of these different books that I've never heard of before, but also like being able to see books as this kind of like unifier and, and share my love for something that I'm so passionate about. Yeah, I get that. And um, I don't create videos, but even just seeing all of the different videos and hearing from other people I've gotten to talk to on the podcast and not necessarily just book talk, but just the way the book community on other social media platforms can be so connective and mm -hmm. you can meet so many amazing people. Oh yeah, for sure. What have been, if you can, not to, not to necessarily name a few, but has there been something that's really stood out as a really positive or favorite part of being on book talk? Mm, I think something that, um, 
that kind of reminds me kind of like why I create videos is that sometimes like I'll make a video about a book and then someone will comment and be like, oh, like I read like XYZ book because of you and I really liked it. And that's one of my favorites. Like I get that kind of comment sometimes and it makes me really happy. It like makes my day. And to know that I was able to help people find books that they love and can talk about, it's like been really great. And then just also like meeting just so many like cool new people every single day um, and getting to talk to them and talk about like what they've been reading, what their experiences are. It's, it's been really fulfilling. Have there been any maybe least favorite parts or something that hasn't been so great? Um, I think that on book talk, uh, a, a bad habit of ours is kind of, um, like, I'm not sure how to quite put this into words, but a lot of the times we like to reuse the same, like, controversial, not even controversial, it's not controversial, it's just this same, like, bad take disguised as an unpopular opinion that keeps going around the app. We revisit it. And then a couple months later, we revisit it again. And I just feel like there is not a need for that kind of negativity on this app. Like, like, yes, we can have meaningful discussions, but when those like supposed controversial hot takes are really not hot takes, they're just, they're just mean and they're not fun. Um, it kind of, it, it's not the it's not the best, but I mean, fortunately, like I have had a pretty overall positive experience. Like, of course, um, book talk has its learning and growing to do, but it's been a really great community for me. I'm glad, and it's true. I mean, there's already so much negativity in the world, and it's like to have a space that you can have this great community, and so to keep it nice would be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well. In the beginning of your time as a book talker and, you know, as you started creating more and more videos, were there any specific content creators that were really influential or inspirational to you? Um, I think one of them is definitely Amon at Amon's Books. She is so cool. I love how, like, I love her videos and I love all of the fun content that she comes up with. Um, and yeah, I think I remember seeing that video she made about Addie LaRue that went like absolutely viral and sold out every copy of Addie LaRue available. I thought that was so cool. I thought she was doing great things. And I thought that video specifically was like, just, I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, she is very funny. It's true. And there are, there are so many um, inspirational people, but even the opportunities some get and including you I know I've seen you've gotten to talk with some amazing authors and just you know you see on a weekly basis of like oh you know this author is getting to talk with this person or oh at this event or you're like wow this not this wouldn't really have happened if it had started this you know all these videos and just these short little videos can be so incredible and moving for some people yeah, yeah well 
what is something you learned um, being not as being on BookTok or maybe that you're learning currently that you didn't learn or you didn't know before? I think that BookTok has shared with me a bunch of people's perspectives. It's, it's gotten me to see this like broader lens of people's experiences and their backgrounds and, and like help me be more aware of that. But also I think that this is not necessarily restricted to like what I learned from book talk, but just like what I learned as being a content creator is that like nuance is so important and it's so like necessary and it's present everywhere, like whether you like to see it or not. And um, I think that as a content creator, you only have like 15, 60 seconds to kind of get your point across. And it's important to capture all the nuance that you can because like people perceive like people's attention spans are so short that you kind of have to like give them the point so they perceive it the right way um and also book talk has has helped me become a lot more I wouldn't say analytical but it is sharpened my eye a little bit um in the way that I see things I like makes me want to see nuance more and it also makes me like, every time I read a book now, I, I, I read for fun, but I also, I think I pay attention to things a little bit more. Um, and it's helped me become more like, almost like detail oriented. And I think that's been a really valuable lesson that I've, I've gotten from being on book talk for so long. That's so interesting in a good way of just that, like it's made you really think more and more deeply as you read. Yeah, and, for sure. And as someone who does create content or writes reviews or shares their thoughts, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, well, in the beginning of Book Talk and currently, but especially in the beginning when, you know, more and more books were getting recommended, there were a lot of titles that you would see frequently. Um, you know, Red, White, and Royal Blue, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, The Love Hypothesis. And not that any of them were bad, but they were, you know, you'd see them a lot. Um, for you, are there any titles that you see circling around a lot um, that maybe you really enjoyed or that you see a lot that you'd like to recommend or share? Okay, I think currently, what do I see around a lot? Um, This week specifically, or like this couple past couple weeks, it's a Summer I Turned Pretty series by Jenny Han. Okay, I read that series like when it was like newly birthed. Like I read that in like 2016 or something. I read it so long ago and then seeing it get adopted, I was like pleasantly surprised. And of course I really enjoyed the um, adaptation, but I've seen people like watch the, mo- uh, watch the show after all of this like um, hype that it's been getting and then reading the books because of that. Um, and I've seen it around, but I personally really like the summer I turned pretty. I think it's um, a very like, almost nostalgic series, especially for me, it's very nostalgic. Um, and then some other things I see around, I definitely love hypothesis around a lot. Um, and then what else do I see? I feel like there's a lot of things, but those two, especially the summer I turned pretty are the ones that really just come to mind right now is what's been taking up my For You page and um, been occupying my scrolling time. Yeah, it's so true. With the show, it's gained a lot of people's interest in buying the books if they hadn't read it before. Mm-hmm. I was in Barnes and Noble like a 
gosh, not even a week ago, because the show hasn't even been out for a full month. And um, I was waiting in line and I heard someone talking to someone who was working there and they were saying, you know, do you know if you have, I don't know, I don't remember if it was like the first one of the trilogy of the summer I turned pretty or the second. And the person who was working there was like, no, sorry, we're sold out of every copy. And oh it was like, wow, look at what A, you know, Book Talk did, you know, and just giving more and more recommendations and people loving it. But then look at what this show did of from a book turned into a show. And then people saw it and were like, wait, this is a book. I want to read this. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's insane. And it was the same for Heartstopper too. Like when the show came out, I wouldn't see the graphic novels anywhere. <laughs> so I was, so true. I was glad I had them because it was like, if I didn't have them, it would be hard to get them at this point. And yeah, and then they went, you know, some of the books even went on the New York Times bestseller list. Like last week I looked and all four volumes of Heartstopper were on the New York Times bestseller list. And it's like, but they weren't the week before. So it's like, wow, look at just wow. what this does. Yeah, so it was really crazy. But those are those are good titles for sure. Well, what are some titles that you think should be seen more on Book Talk or maybe that you wish were circling around more? Oh my gosh. Oh, there's so many. Let me like compile my thoughts. I think that um, a book that I really, really loved and I like, oh, it's just so amazing. Um, Iron Widow by Chiran J. Zhao um, is one that came out a little bit ago um, and I loved it so much. I, I finished it right before I played at a volleyball game in the fall and I was telling my whole team about it and I was like emotionally distraught over what was happening in this book and I was like I have to go into the court and play in like 10 minutes but yeah it's it's this like sci-fi reimagining of like Chinese history and and China's first female emperor and it's like they've got these like big like like flying monster kind of things. Like I can't even visualize it. And this like love triangle that's actually a triangle and such captivating characters. Um, so that one for sure. I think another one that comes into mind because I like just like was rewatching a video that I made about it. Um, it's A Taste for Love by Jennifer Yen. And it's this really cute, like YA contemporary romance, the Pride and Prejudice reimagining. And um, if you have ever watched like the Great British Bake Off and you like any of that, this is like the book for you. It's about this girl who her mom wants to set her up with like a guy that she thinks is like fitting, right? And so instead of like telling her like, hey, you should go on this date with this guy, she sets up this baking competition and every single competitor is one of her potential suitors. And it's this like, kind of like hate to love kind of thing. And there's so much like Chinese, Taiwanese, Asian baking. It's like, makes your mouth water just reading it. It's so cute. Books with food are really the best. And when the food is described well or how it's made, it's like, it's, yeah, it's so fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, those are both, I have not read 
to speaking book and the romance I think I saw your video on it I remember it sounds very familiar yeah. like the plot but Iron Widow obviously is so amazing and yeah. it's great to see especially on book talk but because before it was you know New York Times bestseller list reviews word of mouth it's really amazing to see um, more and more diversity as it grows whether in authors characters stories and it's definitely needed because you can look at the New York Times bestseller list or any best-selling list and you'll see there's a not a lot of diversity and thankfully it's happening more and more mm -hmm. but what helps I think from what I've seen is book talk for sure and people content creators who are really they really care about you know what they read and they want to diversify their reading or they want to give diverse recommendations it's really great because then all these amazing authors get their books talked about in a whole nother place so oh, for sure yeah. yeah well on episode six I talked with a reader and her name was Rachel Cox and she's on TikTok she doesn't create videos but she watches book videos and um, we talked a lot about how there is a specific way readers are viewed or like, um, and it's more viewed by people who don't read books or surprisingly, like I can't even imagine how someone's for you page wouldn't have book videos, but obviously that happens with the algorithm, but it just seems so weird to me. But there's that sort of like, oh, if, you know, she reads, then, you know, she's quirky or she's not like the other girls that she reads, <laughs> but um, obviously I have seen my fair share of those types of videos of like, oh, this, you know, this person reads. Do you have any thoughts of how certain people are viewed if they read or how they're, you know, different if they read? <laughs> I think that there's like the more stereotypical kind of perception of like what a reader is and I guess in general, the definition of like who is a reader and who is not is like super loose. Like, I don't really, there's no like, you read X amount of books every this time interval and you are a reader. And if you don't, then you're not like, whatever. But um, in terms of someone who's like, like a bookworm, right? People usually think of them as more probably like reserved or like introverted, just because like that's what we kind of see in like movies, TV, like the, the nerdy character. Um, but I don't think I've necessarily experienced that in my real life, like people's perception of me. Cause like people at school are well aware of this like book account. <laughs> and like, okay, I was like, I was voted biggest bookworm in high school. Like that was my, that was <laughs> what I went out with. That's like my senior superlative. But like people just know that I read a lot and I post about, the, about books on like, social media and they're like that's cool and then they just kind of move on like they ask me for book recommendations if they do but um they don't really cast any other kind of like biases on me they're just like oh Caroline reads a lot of books cool well biggest bookworm that's that's not a bad title <laughs> to take so <laughs> um it's I bet it's fun some you know I bet it is fun to give recommendations or it's fun when people ask at school for recommendations mm -hmm. that must be a cool thing um well how soon after 
or maybe it was before, when did you create your bookstagram account in correlation with your book talk account? Ooh, I made my bookstagram, I think a little under a year ago. So it was around six or seven months after I started my book talk account that I actually, I made the move to bookstagram just because I, I was hesitant about it at first, just because I know I'm not good at like aesthetics and like aesthetic photos. There's not many photos on my bookstagram feed, but like I try when I can. Um, but I really liked the fact that it, it gave me an opportunity to connect more with my audience in a way that like comments on TikTok you can't really do. Like, I guess TikTok now has stories, but like Instagram was like the one that had stories and like you could DM more easily and interact in that way. And that was what kind of caused me to create my bookstagram. Um, so, I mean, it's been, it's been a fun time. Yeah, it's, I love the photos you create with the spines or there was the one with all the blue spines and that's really fun. Yeah. Well, have you always loved, even before TikTok, before Instagram, did you really enjoy sharing recommendations with people or talking about books? I know you sort of said that, but um, even just like, hey, you know, if you read this, you might like this or. I want to say yes. Like I, I liked talking about the books that I was reading with people and like, especially with people who had already read it. So we can like speculate and like give our theories. I, I will say though, that like being on like bookstagram or book talk has given me more of an opportunity to give book recommendations to people. I feel like that sounds obvious, but um, not just like on the app, but like with my friends especially like I feel like before I was just kind of like reading on my own and like my friends probably like weren't as aware of it but now they are aware of it and it gives me more of an opportunity to talk to them about books and you know help them find books that they might like and like that's been really great for me and I love talking to my friends about like books and like what they've been reading um and so that's been a really nice part of it. Yeah, recommending books is always fun. And I love that even this aspect of TikTok and has added to it. But um, for you as a content creator, and whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or both, have you experienced any form of hate or negativity throughout your time? Um, um I would say that the accessibility of DMs on Instagram makes it like, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Like on TikTok, it's been honestly like super, super largely positive. Like it's been great um, with like my community on TikTok, but on Instagram, I'm, it's not bad. Like I, there's a couple of times that people like send me like troll DMs and they're, they're not very nice, but it, it like, it happens. Like it's only been a couple times and uh, hasn't really affected me too much. Um, and I'm like really grateful for that because um, like I am really grateful that people have been really positive um, towards me and like have been really nice. Um, so those, those like negative experiences, um, the positives outweigh them. 
much, much greater. Well, that's so amazing. I'm so glad. And yeah, because that's not, as we had sort of said before, with other negativities in the world and on social media itself, the last thing you want is negative stuff for just books. It's like <laughs> one of the most, you know, fun and enjoyable things. So, well, what do you see for the future of your book talk or bookstagram? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I would just I would like to just continue creating videos um, in my free time. Uh, I am going to college this fall, so we'll see. We'll see what the new environment brings to me. Also, the added workload, but mostly the new environment. Um, but I, I definitely would like to create more, um, especially like in the summer when I have more time. I want to create more videos for book talk and some more um, pictures and all of that for Instagram, just because I feel like. Um, I could definitely be working on my Instagram a lot more and building it in that sense um, and just sharing more on my Instagram. Um, in terms of like other general direction things, I think that outside of like just keeping my engagement up with both accounts, I would definitely like to kind of expand the genres that I am both reading and talking about. I feel like um, it's always useful and um, like an eye-opening experience. I feel like now, I'm primarily reading like contemporaries and then some like fantasy sprinkled in. Um, but then I also, I like definitely wanna read more like sci-fi and literary fiction and maybe a little bit of nonfiction. I read um, Michelle's Honor or like Japanese Breakfast, her memoir, Crying in Age Mart earlier this year and I loved it. And I have a bunch of like either similar like memoirs or like I have, like on earth with briefly gorgeous by ocean Guang. i have like pachinko homegoing those kinds of um novels that are a little bit out of my comfort zone i definitely want to read those and like talk about those more that's on my my new year's resolutions list so we'll see if, we'll see if i get to them but i hope i do yeah i know contemporary is very hard to get out of it's <laughs> you know it's fun and it's there and accessible yeah, I haven't read a fantasy in so long. So going to this fantasy that I'm currently reading is like, for me, I'm hoping to like go into fantasy for a bit and take a break from romance mm -hmm. and contemporary. Not that it's bad. It's so great, <laughs> but there's a lot of it. So yeah, yeah. Sure. well, quickly, and I didn't, I mentioned this and the listeners haven't really, I haven't done this before, but um, there was this short sort of game that I created um, and are not created, but I just thought of these different tropes or questions, short little like one sentence answer questions. Um, and I posted I, on the podcast Instagram if people wanted to send in options and just there's like, yay or nay, this or that, um, but just all like bookish stuff. So um, if we can go through those, um, and if you feel, if you want to rant about any particular one, <laughs> feel free. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. But um, so the first one is unremovable stickers on books, yay or nay? Oh my gosh, that's such a nay. Okay, okay. Preface by saying that most of the books I read are ebooks, but still, 
like the cover is so pretty. Why do you want to block it with stickers that you can't even remove? Like, I, I appreciate you telling me that there's a Netflix adaptation, but like, pristine cover, please. It's so true. The ones, it's always the Netflix adaptation ones that are there that, I mean, there's other ones that you can't remove, but those ones are yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, enemies to lovers or friends to lovers oh my gosh so I, mean, I feel like some people are going to come for me for this but friends to lovers I'm out here for healthy relationship building also just because like I'm a I, I'm just like a friends to lovers person through and through I I appreciate the relationship development and I I will say I will say legend is enemies to lovers but that doesn't that doesn't mean I don't love it I just love friends to lovers more as a, as a trope what in your opinion and this is just flat out what is one of your favorite tropes or your favorite trope at all overall mm, I think I think trope in general found family because it's like it's wholesome I I need wholesome um but also like romance tropes Someone actually asked me this a couple weeks ago. I said friends to lovers. As, <laughs> I think that's like my default answer. Yeah, that's found family is such a good feeling. Slow burn, yay or nay? I, I'm very impatient, but I think it's a yay. I think maybe this is just me like craving relationship development, but I think the buildup is always, always worth it. And like, if you if you slow burn like every time they look at each other you're just like tension <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um when reading physical copies hardcover or paperback paperback 100 i cannot read a hardcover they're beautiful but they're also expensive and i don't know what to do with the dust jacket <laughs> <laughs> that i didn't used to take the dust jacket off if i read a hardcover but I don't, I think I just saw people doing it on book talk and I was like, why haven't I done that? Because I'm so particular about keeping them nice and not mm -hmm. getting them dirty or ruined. Um, yeah, but they are, and they're like for traveling, hardcover is not the best. Oh, true. I also, I hold my books with one hand. <laughs> I, <laughs> that sounds so weird. But I hold them with one, I hold them like with my left hand and like, I don't usually like pick up a book with both hands and read it. Like I'll either like I'll put it on the table or I'll hold it with my left hand. Um, in hardcovers, it's it's hard to do that because the pages aren't as uh, the cover isn't as flexible. Yeah. Day reading or night reading? Night reading. I am like ten times more motivated to read at night. It's always night There's reading. something about it. It's just yeah. Mm -hmm. DNF or carry on. Ooh, so, <laughs> so um, an amazing part of my personality is that I am too stubborn. Um, and so, okay, that's, that's an exaggeration, but also like, I am like stubborn enough to just say like, oh, I'm like, I'm just gonna like come back to this later. Like, I'm gonna continue reading this and it stays in my currently reading on Goodreads, but um. Some of those currently reading on Goodreads have been there for over a year, and um, <laughs> so I think that means I'm I'm team carry on. 
I get that. I so far this year I've only DNF'd one thing. And I think that was the same for last year. But I try to mm. carry on. Because what yeah. if what if it's what good? If it, what if it gets better, right? Right. What yeah. if it's amazing in the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you, and this is more personal, but are you more of a mood reader or do you set a TBR? I'm definitely a mood reader. Um and it's like I will have to like read the synopsis of the book like right before I start and be like I need to make sure that this is something that I'm into I did I never used to set TBRs um like one because I am a mood reader and two because um I read a lot of my books from the library and so those like you never know when it's going to come in um but also I did set a TBR for 2022 it it it's going it's like it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. My progress is 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 solid for a TBR. That's good. Yeah, mood. I used to set a TBR, and then one of the guests talked a lot about mood reading, and I was like, maybe I'm gonna try that, and I've enjoyed it. And it's fun because then it's like a surprise in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is something that has to be read, like an arc or something to be talked about, oh yeah, that obviously yeah. gets set. But other than that, mood reading is fun. Hero or a villain? in a book I'll probably root for the I'll probably root for the hero but like the villain usually has like the compelling backstory the villains are they're when well written they're so interesting and um yeah but I feel like I'll usually root for the hero that makes sense yeah when reading physical copies bookmark or doggy at the page bookmark bookmark it's it's always like I use like a post-it note or like one of like the colored tabs and I mark it dog earring just it isn't for me it's not for me man (laughs) no (laughs) bend the spine yay or nay no not at all I am so sorry it's like I guess no don't be sorry to me I I can't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I don't I just you just you you see the divide when you look at the spine and it I can't do it I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it unless I mean whew, it's those like really big books though that are hard like if it was like prior of the orange tree or something like mm, that yeah I'd try I'd really try but and yeah, ooh, but no, no bending the spine. Um, <laughs> tea or coffee with reading? Actually, neither. I am not much of a, a caffeine drinker. I mean, I drink like boba, which I guess counts as tea, but I'm usually not someone who will like brew tea or coffee on a regular basis. Um, so I usually just drink like water when I'm reading. Yeah. There was found family, yay or nay, but I think we know the answer for that yay. one. <laughs> Meet cutes, yay or nay? Oh, that's definitely a yay. Okay, also considering that I moderated a panel last year that says, come meet us, we're cute. I think that I should be perpetually in favor of, of meet cutes. I think you're on normal. the side of yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you enjoy reading? the Kindle on the Kindle or electronic or physical better what is like and it can be down to like Mm. turning the page or is there something that you enjoy more 
So I will say I like, I usually do, I find reading on like my Kindle or like on my laptop a lot more convenient. Um, and like, it feels more accessible, um, but also it's a lot of screen time. And like, I'm so aware of that. Like, I know that I'm just like staring at my computer reading this book. Um, so in that way, like a paperback is, is really nice to kind of get your eyes away from the screen, but I feel like I do prefer eBooks. Yeah, it is, you know, it's convenient and for traveling too. That's like mm, a big yeah. convenience. Uh, series or standalone? Ooh. Um, I actually, I want to say standalone just for the fact that um, it does, it does limit like how much you are able to kind of like get out of the story. But I think that for me personally, and the way that I read, like if I read the first book right when it comes out and then the next one comes out, like way, way later, it's going to be harder for me to pick up the second one. Um, and so, although I love my trilogies, I love my quartets. I do love a good standalone. Yeah. It's, I have to agree. Books that make you cry, yay or nay? Yay. There's, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know how many videos of me crying over books there are on my TikTok page, but it is a yay for sure. I'm a cry. That was a big part of that New York Times article, people sobbing over books. So oh, it's, for sure. yeah. <laughs> Music or silence when mm, reading? I used to, I used to be team silence just because like, I don't usually listen to music that doesn't have lyrics in it. And then like listening to the lyrics and then trying to read the book is like overwhelming. But now if it's a song that I'm familiar with and I'd like to listen to it while I'm reading, I don't make like mood playlists. I just like play some random like Taylor Swift song and, and read along. Yeah. When shopping for books or when buying a book, in-store book shopping or online book shopping? Online is so convenient. I'm a homebody. I mean, I like I like the fact that like you can like bookstores itself in itself, like they're such like wonderful experiences. I love visiting a bookstore. But um, when actually like buying books and like when I set my set out to buy books, I usually buy them online. It, the convenience is key. It is, yeah. And I've said this before, I don't live near any, the only thing is like a Barnes and Noble, but other than that, there's mm -hmm. no independent bookstores close by. So oh, same, sometimes yeah. it's like, it's hard to go to a bookstore. Mm -hmm. um, can a book be overrated? The word is used a lot on TikTok or on BookTok. In your opinion, can there be an overrated book? Ooh, I feel like I've had this discussion with someone before. I feel like not, uh, I'm like, ooh, this is a good question. I think that Let's let's discuss my thought process and I'll come to a yay or nay answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it is definitely possible for someone to be underwhelmed by a book, but that's like an individual basis. Like books are so subjective. Like I could be like, eh, about a book, but then the person next to me could like love it, love it. Um, but I think that like a book being like overrated can only be overrated by like 
first a mass crowd of people are like this is the best thing ever and then some some like objective part of it is like not cutting it um but I usually I probably would say no just because books are such like a individual experience and everyone has their individual thoughts on the experience it's hard to call a book like universally overrated like if anything like we are the ones creating the hype and then being underwhelmed by it like that's a it's a something of our own doing you know right it's a very to each their own when reading Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well and last but not least fake dating yay or nay Ooh, I want to say yay. I think I want to say yay. I haven't read a fake dating book in a while, I must say, but I feel like fake dating, the ones that I have read are pretty good. Like, of course, like To All the Boys I Loved Before, but also like Honey and Isha's Guide to Fake Dating. That one was, that one was top tier. So I think I'm a, I'm a ride or die for fake dating. Yeah. Well, that was fun and I enjoyed that (laughs) (laughs) and I'm glad I had a lot of agreed opinions and the bending the spine was the most important so I'm glad you said nay (laughs) (laughs) well since it is summer not that these are summer books but they give a very summery feeling Mm -hmm. as the listeners know if any of the guests know Heartstopper love Heartstopper I make it a point to ask them about it. So I know you've read the books and I'm pretty sure you've watched the series. Mm-hmm. So what is, do you have anything you want to share? Share your thoughts? Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, with like the graphic novels, I think that they're so amazing. I like, I constantly go to them as like a source of comfort and like I read the webtoons and it's just so amazing. I remember I, I read a book that made me really, really sad and I was crying. And so I just, to cope and like to make myself feel happy this again, I read, I read the first two volumes of Heartstopper again. And I was like, this is, this is it. And then for the show, I think that it is so wonderful. And also like the positive impact that the show being out in the world has had on the comics as well. I love that. I think the show is so great and it's like such a, positive form of representation that so many young people would like need like that's a representation that I wish I saw on screen um like years ago when I was kind of like first kind of discovering my identity and um it's such a wonderful show and the cast is so wonderful um all of them and they seem like such good friends I would love to meet each and every one of them and uh, it's such a wonderful thing Heartstopper. It, yeah, it really is. And truthfully, on Netflix or any streaming platform, there's nothing actually like it. You know, there's books or sorry, there's, you know, shows with LGBTQ characters and a cast and a storyline. But there's just something so distinct about it, about Heartstopper. Mm-hmm. That's just like, yeah, like a very cozy feeling. And it's renewed for season two and three. So I'm we're good. So <laughs> we're yeah, saved. I actually... I actually I I like canceled my Netflix subscription a little while ago and I like restarted just for the purpose of watching Heartstopper I was like this is worth it (laughs) yep yeah it's true it's ah and I'm so glad because it's like I mean it was 
I mean, it was like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, a really high score on IMDb. Like everyone loved it. And look at what it did to the books, like you said. It's just, so it's only right. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm glad I got another guest who loves Heartstopper. So that's good. <laughs> um, so you are on Goodreads. And do you have a 2022 Goodreads reading goal? And if so, what is that? Uh, my Goodreads reading goal is the same as it was last year. It's 100 books. Yeah. How is that going? <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's actually, let's check. See, at this point in 2021, I had actually, um, I was close to finishing my Goodreads goal. I finished my Goodreads goal of 2021 in like July something. Um, Whoa. <laughs> um, today, this year, nope, I'm, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I'm seven books behind schedule. Um, so actually, like, having read 43 books in this year so far, I'm like pretty proud of myself. But then I have to think, and I'm like, 20 of those books came from January. And I was like, mm -hmm. Um, I have been in a bit of a reading slump recently, which is why I am behind schedule, but I did just read, um, The Summer of Broken Rules by K.L. Walther, which I saw on TikTok and I read because of TikTok and it was the most amazing thing. And it, it kind of lifted my spirits a little bit, lifted my reading motivation a little bit. Um, so definitely this summer, um, one of my goals is to, to read more and I mean, if, if, if worse comes to worst, it's okay. Like it's, it's just the goal. Um, and as much as I would love to reach it, it's okay. Um, it's quite a lofty goal. Um, but yeah. But Hey, 43, that's good. My goal is a hundred. I think last year I didn't even mm -hmm. set a goal and I've already passed last year's amount <laughs> of reading. So, I, but I think I'm like 32 books. And so you're doing better than me okay okay yeah and so and the summer summer is helpful and to be fair you graduated high school so that was a big end of the year <laughs> thing right so yeah. it's like there's monumental stuff that's you know gonna get in the way a little bit but summer summer is helpful oh for sure yeah but for, I mean hey 43 is good that's yeah yeah I'm proud of myself I'm proud of myself you should be yeah well when people visit your Instagram page your TikTok page what do you hope they'll take away from it mm, I think that they I hope that they take away some sort of at least one book that they'd like to to read a little bit um and also I hope that like from my page they can find a place that they they feel safe and welcome and like accepted like I hope my my page is some safe space on the internet for people um and yeah I I just I hope that people either find like some book that they could like possibly feel represented in but also just a book that they think that they'll love yeah well I know I've gotten so many good recommendations and if you're not, if the listeners are not following <laughs> you on TikTok or Instagram, they should go check your pages out there. There are some really good recommendations. And yeah, I mean, I think you were kind of the last person that I saw 
recommend you reach Sam. I think it was like on a, may have been on a video or an Instagram post. And it was kind of like the final straw of like, okay, I know I need to get it now. Because like, because everyone and their mother was crying about it. Oh my so. gosh. I was so sad. I was so sad. But um, yeah. And especially some of the really fun, like Instagram posts, like I said before, the blue, all the blue spines, like it's fun ways to give recommendations. Mm-hmm. Looking back before you started your Instagram and TikTok account. Could you, and then looking at where you are now, could you ever, ever imagined having this community and this following and this space of sharing what you love? Oh my gosh, not at all. I, I can't, like, I could never have predicted um, this kind of direction that my life has gone. Like, this is not something that I thought I would be doing, but it's been such a welcome thing in my life. And been such a positive experience so definitely definitely grateful for it oh that's so wonderful what is one piece of advice you would give to a bookstagrammer a book talker both whether they're starting out or they've been on the social media platforms for a while um I think that they should share what they love and kind of although there are like trends and trendy books and um it's it's not all about like conforming to the trends and and reading all of the books that are super super popular like you can read what you're interested in and talk about what you're interested in and you know it makes it it makes it more authentic and it makes the experience better for you because um because you are really um, creating a community that is centered around things that you love and things that you are passionate about. And you're talking about things that you're passionate about. And I think that is the most important thing. It makes things a lot more fun and enjoyable for sure. Well, that is wonderful advice. And it's so good to hear. And the that seems to be that you know doing what you love and sharing what you love and talking about what you love and that seems to be a reoccurring theme and something that even readers authors content creators whoever has been on this podcast that is something they definitely talk about and Mm -hmm. it's so accurate and I am so glad to have had you on this podcast today to talk about you doing what you love and all of your videos and posts that you enjoy creating. Um, I hope you have enjoyed your time sharing your stories. Yeah, of course. This was such a fun time. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me. And I, that game worked out well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you gave really good advice. So thank you for sharing your advice and your thoughts about social media and creating what you love. Um, where can the listeners find you? Um, listeners can find me at TikTok and on Instagram at Books with Caro and on Goodreads at I believe it's Books with Caroline. Um, yeah. And I will link those below so they can go follow those and check out your videos. But thank you again so much for joining me, Caroline. <laughs>
I've had so much fun. Yeah, this is a great time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the 14th episode of Try Reading. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate the podcast five stars, give it a follow, subscribe, do whatever you can on the platform that you're listening on. As always, episodes release every other Friday, and you can get more information on the podcast, including posters, exclusive clips, fun photos, on the podcast's Twitter and Instagram, which are linked below. If you like what you're listening to, or you got a really good book recommendation from me or the guest or somewhere on the podcast, tag at Try Reading Podcast on Instagram and let me know. I'd always love to see what book recommendations you got. My personal Instagram is linked below as well. It's a bookish Instagram where I talk more about what I'm currently reading, give my reviews, and as always, talk about the podcast. If you want to know more about what I'm reading when I'm not recording, you can go check that out. If you leave a review on the podcast, I would be happy to shout you out and let me know what you think of the episode. Give me a thought, give me a shout out to anything on the episode that you enjoyed, that you'd like to hear more of. I'd be happy to shout you out or not, just to see it is always fun. As always, spread the word and I will see you guys next time for episode 15. Bye. Thank you.